Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey, Nathan. What's up? <clears throat> Not much, just uh, eating some stale trail mix. <clears throat> ah, that's... Sorry, I just got distracted by a message. Somebody asked <laughs> if uh, I had some news about Tuscan pledges. Like, I don't know what that means. Anyway. What uh, is a ple- Tuscan uh, pledge? I know what this is about. Someone is trying to hire me to do a vow renewal somewhere. Oh. And uh, a local person is trying to uh, set up the officiant for that. Anyway. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So um, this this actually segues immediately into our, <laughs> our topic. No, no, no. How, how are you doing? We should catch up. Any, anything new? Um, yeah, so I did two. Engage- so I ran a 10K. Um, yeah. How do you feel? I should also update everybody on the roof situation just really quickly because <laughs> sure. it's it's over. Uh, we have we have Moved. I have prevailed. Um, <laughs> All right. Congrats. No yep. more leaks. No, no more, more leaks. Um, we had those fixed. Uh, our va- two valleys needed to be replaced on our roof. Then we had mm-hmm. an air sealer come in and sail- air seal the whole attic. Um, and then nice. we had the insulators come on in and insulate with uh, R48 insulation, which is, uh, if you guys know what that is, that's that's about 14 inches of cellulose um, insulation. Celluloid? I don't know. Celluloid. 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 Yeah. It's basically yeah. just ripped up newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and our house is now totally freaking warm when it's mm. warm and cool when it's cool. It is perfect. And All it's right. amazing. Done. Congrats. Bam. But I also wonder how much that may along with the fact that the weather is getting a bit more temperate. It, dude, it's, <laughs> dude, no. It's, Our it's house working. would not hold any kind of temperature. Jeez. If it was like 70 outside, it would be like 63 inside. Yeah. Now, it's 63 outside. It could be 70 inside, no problem. Yeah. It's it's night and day. It's crazy. Um, anybody that has any kind of, um, you know, roof or mm. insulation-related questions, I'm now an expert. So Excellent. I can help you with that. But um, other than that, I was doing a, uh, I, I was training the past three months to do a 10K race, which is about 6.3 miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abby and I, along with a couple other people, went and ran it on Saturday, and we did it. I'm alive. Congrats. That's amazing. That's the longest I've ever run in my life. Oof. Furthest. Did you, were you training like every day for that? Uh, we were doing runs two or three times a week okay and it was we kind of ramped up first it was one mile and i was like huffing and puffing and then by the end um i I was able to kind of do three miles without really worrying about it Mm -hmm. but the furthest that i had ever (laughs) because i got i had like lots of shoots and a bunch of other bullcrap that took up all my time and uh for the past month basically i haven't really trained that much Mm -hmm. so the furthest that i had run before the race was four and a half miles and that one kicked my butt um and then yeah and so i just went right into 6.3 miles on the race day excellent and uh okay yeah i'm i'm still in pain yep um especially because right after the race i Went, had a beer with a couple of people, and then drove up to D.C. for an engagement session that night. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then I had another one in the morning, sunrise session in D.C. Uh, tell well. me you were wearing your Apple Watch for all of this, just to have a record of your... 
No, dude, because <sighs> I oh, although my health my health app actually um I think I think it actually got it all. Let me check. Oh, from your phone? Did you carry your mm-hmm. phone the whole time? Oh. oh, I didn't I didn't carry my phone for the race though. Oh. Why would you not wear your watch for the race? It's like you got it because I can't find my watch. <laughs> I've been looking for it for a month and I cannot find it. I don't know. I know it's Dang. it's pissing me off because I was using it like every day. It was awesome, and now I am lost without it. Yeah, and it's really annoying. Well, it's so fantastic. I've turned the whole house you're upside down. Ten k's. You're fixing roofs. We actually have to have our roof repaired because <laughs> we discovered a leak <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh no! Got some quotes. I think I'm going to try and patch it myself though. We have a flat roof over the bedroom section of our house, and uh, I think it's it's just a rubber flat roof. And the, one of the guys that came over to give a quote was just like, you know. You can just buy a kit and do it yourself. <laughs> and, oh, really? Yeah. And I never heard back from him with a quote. Uh, the other, <laughs> okay. the other two guys that came in and looked—they were like four hundred dollars quotes. So I think that's just uh, like their hourly minimum to come out and do a job. And in reality, yeah, yeah. I, so I bought a kit on Amazon that was really well reviewed. I'm just at least going to try it. It's just a small hole. So, it, what ki- do you know? What kind of roof? Your, I mean, what kind of? Um what kind of ceiling your ceiling is? Is it plaster or something else? Oh, uh, on the interior ceiling? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's just, yeah, I think it's just some sort of drywall plaster or something. Oh, okay. That's yeah. easy. But I got a patch for that, too. That wasn't a huge thing. Uh, that, that Yeah, it, it should be easy. To, there's, like, some sort of mesh overlay, and then you yeah. put that on, you sand it all down, and you just paint it, essentially. So yep. I got a kit for that, too. It's just a matter nice. of getting around to it. Yeah, so... Yeah, I feel like we could easily make this podcast just about home repair, being that we both own old homes. <laughs> yeah, um, but instead, did you do a? Um, did you? So you you didn't shoot a wedding on Saturday, then? I shot a wedding also? on Thursday, not last oh, week, Thursday. but the week before, actually. Wow. No, cool. Yeah, shot a wedding, a local DC wedding. It was pretty cool. And then uh, you nice. and I were just gearing up for the wedding this weekend. Uh, I've yeah. seen now, I'm looking at the schedule a bit more. They've allocated two full hours for, uh, this is weird. They're working with a interesting planner in that they want to do the oh, first boy. look at two o'clock. Okay. But the guys don't, the rest of the guys don't start getting ready until, uh, until two o'clock. So I guess you're going to stick behind oh. and hang out with the guys as they get ready. And okay. then the groom is coming with me to just do the first look, but there's a big, huge, bold question mark. How will second photographer get photos? Set on the schedule. How will second oh photographer get photos? Um, I, there's no way it's just not going to happen. And apparently um, I have to bring the boutonnieres with me. Like, why is that something that I'm being assigned groom and groom's brothers put on boutonnieres, Sam to bring with him. Like, Oh dude, can we, on. can you ask her, can you put, can you put together, um, your own list of, <laughs> yeah. of time, like timeline. And in there it says, please make sure my bag is delivered here and yeah, there. At yeah. This time. And then also yeah. say like, mm. um, photographers get a cut of, the planner's money yeah assistant to the planner slash photographer and there's three videographers we have to work around this is going to be a great way to start the year Um, i am i am definitely going to steer clear of you of you guys when you guys are all doing yeah there's i it's so funny when on those on like a big wedding especially like indian weddings and stuff where there's so many big things happening all the time right um 
is it's just so bizarre to me that anytime the the bride does anything there's like five cameras in her face yeah uh, oh, and yeah, i just I that that and and i feel like maybe some people are cool with that as it's going on but i feel like more often than not people don't realize until that's actively happening that this is a yeah this is a annoyance it's like oh this is what i signed up for but maybe maybe it's not like that maybe it's just one big blur and it's all part of the g and they don't actually even care or notice but i know it bothers me <laughs> i mean yeah and it bothers every photographer listening to this podcast <laughs> i'm sure to have you know an excess of maybe two videographers is is like generally fine one is amazing that's great but three mm-hmm. is definitely a little too overbearing most of the time it's really nice sometimes that third person just kind of is sort of like a backup you know they just kind of keep yeah. keep the scene shots really far away but uh not always it's really that's best case scenario right yeah. there i already know um, this first look is going to be hilarious if they br- they're going to bring yeah. all three videographers and they're going to have a, a tight yeah. shot and they're going to have somebody moving around and then two people on tripods on either either end mm-hmm. which is the only way to do it without having to recreate it i understand that it's yeah. just you know i don't know the, the couple always always gets it so it's pretty funny anyway yeah. um yeah, so not, not too much else going on. I did a workshop in Miami that was really fun and nice, nice. weather and everything. Yeah, we. I, I'm bummed. I like missed you by like a, a of like one day window because I was in Florida shooting one of my own weddings. Yeah, in West Palm, Florida's. Then I drove over to Sarasota to hang out with my dad, and then you and then I flew out and you flew in like the same day or next day or yeah, something. I feel like Florida is just where it's at these days. Everyone's getting married in Florida. Maybe it's a winter thing. It's still nice there. I don't know. Too many old people for me. But I shot an engagement session yesterday, and I'm really proud of myself because from the time I said, do you want a podcast now, from the time you said, sure, uh, give me two minutes, to the time we started our (laughs) podcast call, I called and edited the entire engagement session. Which was uh, not two minutes, but it was still pretty good. <laughs> it was really fast. Look, I was hungry, and I needed to find some stale trail mix, it's okay? It's all good. I, I, 100 and, 179 images edited and ready to go. I feel good about that. On the day after. Dang, yeah, dude. Powered through. Dude, I, I love that, by the way. I've been, I, I usually have like made myself kind of take a break from the images from a wedding or an engagement session for a couple of days before going in through and, and, and and calling them. But for the Florida wedding, literally the next day, I just had the entire thing called. Yeah. Um, I found that calling is actually really good to do like as soon as you can. Uh, cause I'm like you, I want to see everything with a fresh eye as far as editing goes. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's already cold, when I know Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm approaching the deadline, I'm much more excited to be like, Oh, but it's already cold. Yeah. Just like, that. let's jump in. Yeah. Editing is fun. Um, Dude. Once exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, calling just calling just yeah. sucks generally. Um, it, it is a pain, yeah. but I don't know. I'm starting. I'm starting to get into a groove now where it's just you know you got a call, so just get into it. Boom, knock it out. Yeah, you do. And that is sort of the, in my opinion, the most difficult thing to outsource because yeah, you don't want literally making decisions about like where you are the only person that has the context of what was actually happening, and that is just something that you know. Yeah, you might be able to find somebody that can call really well, but there's going to be some gap 
some sure. disconnect because you're the only one that was actually there. And I just don't think I can, you can outsource that. Unless you I don't, I don't either. Do you know of anyone that outsources calling? Oh, for sure. Really? Almost every, oh yeah. And almost every editing lab offers calling as a service. So you, they have to be, I know not of this practice. It. Yeah. Yeah. People outsource their calling and of course their editing too. But, uh, I don't do either of that. I've tried both and it's generally, yeah, a, a two week, de- but my problem is the two week delay from when you deliver to when the edits are done. Cause I usually put stuff off until right. <laughs> that would be really late oh, uh, yeah. for the delivery. So it's better for me to just have to like edit it myself. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, anyway. Um, um, but speaking of which, so this is, this is a slight tangent and uh, hopefully we don't get too much flack for this, but I was following a, a thread on, on Facebook about second shooters and, um, someone was asking some advice on what they should tell their second shooters. And I said, uh, like call in preparation you. for the wedding day. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, um, go listen to the Epic podcast. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, enough said, but, um, they, but I was, so I, I threw in there that, um, you know, I'm going to expect you to call your, your photos and send them to me. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't do that and that they would, they would sharp, they would like give them extra to do that. And then I'm, I was like, pay no. them extra. Uh huh. Nah. And so, and so I was like, well, I can understand why you would think that. But for me, I think that the, the, the issue is, um, I've already got 5,000 photos plus to go through. I, and I'm only going to use probably less than a hundred of yeah. their images. Oh, exactly. I don't have time to go through 4,000 images, right. of which I'm only going to use a hundred. Yep. Especially yeah. if, you know, who knows who the photographer is, you could get Nathan Mitchell and the photo and the photos are terrible. And so you have to like really go through, <laughs> just kidding. But they, you have to go through, you know, potentially 3000 photos, you know, a hundred of which could be any good. Um, and I, I mean, that's, just not something that and, I want to subject myself to. And here's what I would to. tell that photographer that is like, well, can you pay me more? I would just say, no, take better pictures. <laughs> like, be, <laughs> to, be more decisive in your picture taking and take fewer photos if that's what you're worried about. Like, sure. If you don't want to call on the back end, um, don't work with me or take fewer fewer and better pictures. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, if I'm paying you, you know, basically a standard-ish rate of 50 an hour to shoot with me, you're going to be getting, like, I don't restrict them in terms of using those photos for their own portfolio. Yeah. That um, is a good, you know, good, really a point I hadn't thought of. And that is sort of unusual. A lot of photographers yeah. do restrict and, usage. And I'm not, and I'm not going to knock anyone who does. Cause I, I think it's different for everyone. The way that I run my business is I, I don't, I don't care about a lot of details um, and I kind of and details I, and, in the in the in the it, agreements. It, you mean not the uh, pictures? Just oh right, yeah. yeah. Details in the um, in the business yeah. uh, side of everything. I yeah. I kind of try to keep everything pretty simple, and um, I you know I don't like watermark or anything like that. So it's like I don't have a problem if you want to use those photos. Just make sure it's like at least fairly obvious that you were second shooting either for me or just second shooting at all. Um, and don't, you know, try to misrepresent it like it was your wedding. Otherwise you can, you know, you can use it, uh, for your own thing. Sure. No big deal. 
So if I'm if you're if you're getting those perks, I feel like dude, just call your photos. Like it takes like a half hour. Get through, send them to me. I'm not, not trying to deal with your you know. 500,000 photos of like a candle, you know, I don't need (laughs) it. Like I need one, you know? (laughs) And again, it plays into the context of what was happening in every image. The only the photographer knows, uh, those details, the photographer that took it nine times out of 10, you know, unless it's some sort of toast or first dance. But, um, yeah. And you know, it could also be the, the case where I'm going through and calling, you know, your 3000 photos and I miss something that you know, potentially the bride really wants. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And it happened to me where there was a very mm-hmm. underexposed picture from a second shooter that uh, the bride saw on their social media somewhere. And I breezed right by it because I didn't see it in the calling of uh, like a collection of, mm-hmm. of the pre-called images they sent me. Uh, they didn't edit them. But I just breezed by because I thought it was just a mistake, and I didn't realize it was actually sort of like recoverable in a way. They mm-hmm. would make a black and white, and exactly the photographer taking it would have known that, and you know, been able yep. to um, give me a heads up on that. But yeah, and uh, going through yeah. that and calling that through again, you know, go, going through their call and seeing less fluff, you know, you could potentially, yeah. you know, drill down on that and be like, oh, okay, actually, I do need to include that. Um, sure. Yep. So I don't know. I just think that, that there are advantages to um, having your images called by your second shooter. And, and this is exactly what the problem with Facebook discussions are. We needed what ten minutes of actual conversation to like That's suss true. out our actual opinion and trying to say everything we just said in a Facebook conversation would be impossible. Would be impossible. Basically, yeah. yeah, without a lot of you know yelling and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So, so yeah. we do have an actual topic. Oh, hey, yeah. popcorn. Popcorn's saying hi. Uh, and and it's it, something that we kind of talked about randomly just on the phone you know, over the past week or two. And this, I believe, what is now becoming a real new separate genre of wedding photography. And do you want to describe it? So, and yeah. What the, it, what the rise of this, what does it mean? Yeah. So it's basically the... Um, portraits on the day of um but not necessarily the ceremony so it doesn't quite qualify as an elopement um but it's not a and it's not a wedding um but they're not just portraits um it's portraits on your wedding day um and so the reason that this conversation came up was that is that accurate yeah so i mean basically i've seen a huge uptick in inquiries for people asking for um me to show up on a day that they're getting married and just take a few portraits, maybe a few pictures of the ceremony, some family pictures, and then that's it. Peace out after that. Yep. And uh, Couple hours. No, no pictures of any dancing or reception stuff. And uh, yeah, basically just trying to whittle down the, the coverage scope to just three hours of coverage. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And um, a lot of times I'm getting these inquiries on actual Saturdays too for the, for the days that people they're not necessarily working from a budget. It's literally like just what they want out of the photos. Yeah. And I'm sure it helps that it's cheaper. Uh, but that is all they care and and want. Yeah. Which I I think literally that's sort of like a new genre. If you think about it, it's it's not a different style of picture, but it's a different style of coverage and expectations. Right. And so, 
we can talk a little bit about kind of the pros and cons um, because there's a, there's you know there's plenty of reasons why um, you know why a couple couples would want to do this. Number one, definitely you know they would see it as definitely saving money um, yep. while still getting you know high quality photos from your photographer of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's photos of you on your wedding day it qualifies as wedding photos to anybody watching, uh, you know, from the outside. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot, like lots of benefits to that. Um, and you can have those on any day. Um, you can have them come in at any time during a wedding. Um, what I really want to know is if this is similar to how wedding photos used to be done, because I think it actually is. I think that yeah. used to be the expectation of a film photographer would, would no getting ready pictures, no, mm-hmm. not a lot of detail photos. They would just show up, shoot the ceremony, some portraits, family pictures, and, and maybe the cake cutting as the reception. Mm-hmm. That would be it. They wouldn't generally yeah. stick around as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, but, I, yeah. I remember talking to, I was shooting a wedding out in, Leesburg somewhere. I can't remember where it was uh, a long time ago. And there was this uncle Bob there with this, you know, two massive cameras, film cameras. And, um, and, I, and I, I, yeah, I went up into him and talked to him for a little bit. I was like, Hey, how's it going? Um, and he was, he basically mentioned that he, w- and he was doing pretty good about staying out of my way. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll talk to him. He's cool. <laughs> I'll um, acknowledge so, his existence. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I'll, I'll see, I'll see what this guy has to say. Oh, wait, can I do a quick side note? During my engagement session yesterday, some guy random, we were around the cherry blossoms, so massive amounts of people, some random guy, some old dude with a D200 came up and just said, hey, here, and peeled off his his fisheye lens to have me try and take a portrait (laughs) of a couple. Um, which would not have worked at all from my perspective, but he was trying to be like, cool, like, Oh, look at this awesome lens. And I was just like, no, man, I'm I'm good. Thanks. You didn't take it. (laughs) No, it was a cropped. It was the cropped Nikon fisheye. So it was fine on the D200, but uh, on my camera, it would have been like a 10 megapixel photo. And I don't want, I didn't want to use the fish. I couldn't use the fish because I was taking a picture of them in the bottom like corner of the framing and they just would have looked ridiculous. Maybe if I was in a situation where I was like doing a sender composition, it, it could enough. have worked, but Fair anyway, I, I would have rolled with it. Complete stranger. was just yeah. like here. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I actually <laughs> own that lens. That was my first fish. eye. I don't own it anymore. Now nice. I own a full frame fish. eye. but I just thought it was funny that he had the, he thought it was being real cool. Real cool. That's cool. Anyway. Yeah, no, he's uh He's like, oh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna help. I'm gonna this help guy. this guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he he needs this fisheye. Um, this is gonna blow their minds. Yeah, he they they are gonna see the distortion and be like, oh my god, that is a cool photo. <laughs> so okay, so anyway, I'm talking to Uncle Bob. To yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he said, oh yeah, I'm actually, you know, I used to be a wedding photographer in the '70s, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. How what was it like? And he said. Um, he said, dude, I could walk in. I, sometimes I shot three weddings on a Saturday. Yeah, would, exactly. That used to be a thing. Yep. I it's would just, crazy. he was like, I would walk in, I would take photos of the ceremony. I would take p- photos of the family and a couple of portraits just right there at the altar, hand them the film, get paid 300 bucks in cash and leave. Wow. That's it. Did he say $300? Cause $300. Saturdays, that's probably like. Twelve hundred dollars, something. Some is there an like, inflation thing yeah, online? Is. I want to look that up. I mean, uh, yeah, Sam, you're you're inflation on it. Um, 
so I just I so I think that that's it's not quite the same as what we're talking about, but it's a similar experience where you have a photographer only show up for a couple of hours and um, you get the photos that you want. Now I oh, was oh, sorry. What? Uh, okay. 300 bucks in 1970 is equivalent to $1,800 now. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's why inflation is crazy. Not bad. Actually, so, closer to 1900 since it's 2017. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so he's making so bank, two, two grand. Uh, so he's six grand a day if you're doing three weddings in a day. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, so he was at least doing one a, one a week. Uh, who knows how many more? I mean, that's like pretty solid in the 70s doing some of that so oh yeah that's when so, coca-colas were like a quarter still <laughs> i think that's true yeah so okay so what do you think about this do you so you you've yeah. gotten more inquiries on this than i have i've only just gotten a few um, yeah and, and maybe that's just because i have a slightly higher starting price but you and i are, are very fairly similar but yeah. um i don't know I, I think actually it's fantastic if it's a situation where you can actually shoot multiple weddings in a day but i don't mm-hmm. know how realistic that really that honestly is and um the problem is in my opinion is if this becomes like the mainstream expectation and the the full comprehensive part of the day is lost in people's preferences is that photographers won't adjust their their rates accordingly like i think if Mm -hmm. they have enough saturdays free that people ask this they'll just charge much much less because they weren't going to shoot a full wedding anyway and then it could potentially trickle down into just what is normal uh, and expected in the cost of a wedding photographer just like two thousand dollars. so it's interesting i mean if it could work in a way that people still charge um a good amount of money for it, then that's awesome. But I yeah. don't think that it's realistic to have three hours on a Saturday and somebody pay you five grand. Like I, maybe yeah. they would do that and be awesome, but I don't think it's going in that direction. No. Uh, and so. I, I do know that. So we talked about this and I would definitely appreciate, you know, anyone's anyone else's input on this. Cause I don't shoot very many elopements. Um, but it does kind of seem like a, um, pacific northwest type thing to do um Mm -hmm. and um i i I think they charge a fairly you know good good amount for elopements which are just i think only a few hours three maybe four um well that's awesome you get you get great photos but you also get you also get the ceremony which is not what i've been asked to do in my most recent inquiry yeah, that's fantastic. But I think a, a big stipulation on, on most of those is that it's got to be a weekday. And it's interesting right. that I, I, I feel like it's trickling into weekends as well, like just what the actual expectation is. And I actually have to admit that I've, in the back of my mind, I've always sort of felt that the concept of like full coverage of the day and like mm-hmm. a full album and the story of your wedding day needs to be photographed, which would mean like the whole day mm-hmm. is actually sort of like maybe a marketing thing that was invented specifically to sell albums. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> and, certainly. Uh, and actually as time goes on, maybe people realize that it's only a handful of photos that they really love and appreciate. So why have somebody there for eight to 10 hours when, you know, there's only a few key moments that are going to be relevant as time goes on. Right. So, but and the trick is, is kind of knowing when, when and where those might occur. Cause 
Sure. You just never know. I mean, it could be the sparkler exit is the greatest part and your favorite photo from your wedding day. And if that's Certainly. the case, then your photographer has to be there all day. So it's really interesting. But I feel like if you really step back and think about the uh, the thought that goes into – and I don't – it's not like there's a um, – a union of photographers that like made these decisions. So it's always interesting right. to see how things kind of, I guess it's just organic. It's just organic. This preference, is how, how things unfold, it, but it's also just like wedding, you know, the trend of like what marriage looks like in the 20th century, 21st yeah. century. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be like a, I'm sure it used to be like a blood ritual back in like the medieval <laughs> times or something. And now it's, it's changed yeah. into this white dress um, tuxedo. Sp- you know, That's the thing. The more you think shoes. about it, the more you realize, like, gosh, this is just a perfect money making approach to everything is like maximized yeah. on making money makes sense outside of just the financials to have a wedding on the weekend. Cause you want your friends and family to not have to be at work. But, um, yeah. Why do you have to have an incredibly nice white dress? Well, it's because it, it, I mean, it, this whole debate about diamonds and engagement rings is really fascinating too, where you get, uh, the diamond industry essentially admitting to the fact that they just like had this giant push in advertising for, you know, in the fifties, you want to be engaged, you buy a diamond ring, you buy a diamond ring. Yep. And we withhold the stock, uh, the, the stock pile of diamonds to drive the price up. Like that's literally something that they, that occurs. Yeah. And, yeah, because, uh, there's no, there's a lot of diamonds yeah, out there. They're yeah. actually incredibly plentiful. And there's no reason apparently that, uh, diamonds should be shook as much as they are. And the only reason that we think of them as a, and gay tool anyways, because of, advertising in, in media. So anyway, it's really crazy and fascinating. Uh, but if you trickle that down to, like I mentioned earlier with wedding albums and full coverage and the fact that like exits became a thing, well, gosh, I guess we do have to have our photographers stay the whole time because the exit yeah. is really awesome. Like who came up with that as an idea? Like that's, <laughs> it seems like a, a planner right. who really wants to maximize the amount of hours somebody's going to pay them. That's a great way to do it. So sure. anyway, I'm sure it's not nearly as nefarious or, or like blood sucking. Yeah, but it, it does, it does kind of, it does kind of bring the idea of kind of like, what is a wedding? What, what's, what makes a wedding, you know, important to you? What makes it important to your client? It, kind of i don't know it's been forcing me to think about that i had a conversation with abby and about the because like basically what what whole sparked this whole conversation was me basically just bringing up that i had gotten an inquiry and i was confused because they were like we want you oh yeah we're i, I had shot engagement photos hmm. of these two four years ago um and they contacted me again they're like hey we're finally getting married now um the girl had just come back from like a Peace Corps thing. They don't have a lot of money. (laughs) And, um, they said we, yeah, so that we're, we're getting, so we're getting married. Um, but we just want you to shoot portraits of us in two different styles of dress, uh, Sudanese and, uh, American. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's have this conversation. We talked about it and, um, I was just ve- still very confused because they don't they didn't want any shots of the ceremony, reception, getting ready, uh anything like that, just just portraits on their wedding day. And um when I brought it up to Abby, she 
basically said kind of a similar thing that we were talking about, which is some people don't give a crap about having mm-hmm. photos at their reception. It's just a bunch of drunk people mm-hmm. dancing. And I was like, well, that's actually a fairly good point. Um, you know, for some people, they don't, it doesn't matter to them. What matters to them is, is that they have photos together mm-hmm. of, of themselves on their, you know, on their important day. And that, uh, there's definitely something to that. I'm not going to knock it at all. Um, I just want to try to figure out what it is, how to, Im- how to embrace it and how to, how to f- photograph it effectively. Yeah. And it's so fascinating to think how difficult it is to identify like trends as they occur, because I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of take a decade to really solidify <laughs> in people's yeah. minds as like a thing. Oh yeah, this is totally different than it was 10 years ago. But when you're in year five or six, like it doesn't really click. And it's, it's fascinating mm-hmm. to, to think and see and suggest like maybe this is something that in a nut, give it another five years, people don't, don't ask for a coverage anymore just as a, um, I mean, of course there will always be exceptions, but as like the general sure. rule and, and so many people that uh, I've talked with online, random Facebook groups and stuff like you, um, have mentioned that year in particular has been difficult for them booking wise, which is really interesting. Cause some people are like, no, it's fine. I'm doing great. Better than ever. Yeah. But a lot of people, um, published, say otherwise and that could be completely anecdotal there's so many photographers out there um it's impossible to say if that's what's actually happening but i i just really wonder if, if people are um over the whole yeah you're there from when we wake up until we go to sleep <laughs> yeah. yeah i i don't know i mean to me i don't know if thinking about it r- logically if you're planning this huge day, you want photographs of it. Um, just basic perspectives. You want photographs of everything. If you're if you're spending so much money to have all these things happen in order, and on top of it, you're get you know you're pledging your life to somebody. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. You want photographs of the whole day, yeah. um, and I, I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, plenty of people just. I don't know. They, they're they're starting to get. They're starting to see that, right? And and wedding photographers are part of of that because we're the ones blogging. We're the ones showing off all these, you know, images of people dancing and stuff. And while some people really, you know, well, probably most people really enjoy them, some people might look at that and say, "Well, I don't know. Is this is this really all that important? Why not just have photos of just me and uh, me and my significant yeah. other?" Um, and it's really simplifying it because I kind of see that sort of questioning of yep. norms happening all over in every part of our society, whether it's it marriage or anything you else. Know, what Facebook has been and Instagram have been huge for the past six years now, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty significant. Like it makes sense that after six years of seeing everybody's, you know, excessive amounts of wedding pictures all over the place that people would actually kind of want to do something different or have a slightly unique approach to it, which would perhaps, yeah, change, change everything in a way that, I mean, that we're outlining here. Right. I mean, think about how many times you've seen your, uh, you know, think about that. Let's say, think about that first year when you saw 
all of your friends' babies on on Facebook. And think about that second year when you unfollowed every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's and it's like, yeah, I find it hard to believe that you yourself are interested in actually getting those kinds of photos right. done um, when it's when it's like that. Totally. Now, g- granted, those are yeah, those are uh, it's a slightly different scenario because you're not just this isn't like a photo of you know poopy diaper with a, an iPhone. It's like a beautiful portrait of a yeah. beautiful couple in a beautiful place. Um, and, and it's, and it's art too. There's, there is something to be said about that. Um, which I think as a wedding, as wedding photographers, I don't know. I mean, I think there, there is a, a decent emphasis on the art aspect of it, but sometimes we can get kind of, I mean, there's plenty of people who don't really necessarily think about the art portion of photography sure. per se well, and you have to wonder if on a wedding day the art really even matters right <laughs> like i used to really outright just say no wedding photography is not not right art. <laughs> uh but i think it is kind though of um work back from that yeah it is it, yeah it, it, is, an it is an art and there's but but so can anything be right but i think <laughs> capturing emotion um just b- through the medium of photography that's what that's what photography the art of photography is, 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 is it's the hmm. capture and presentation of emotion. Um, right, and right. so, uh, you know, every wedding photo is an, is an art piece, I guess, in that regard. Um, as long as it's done well, it has a good concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. But it, it is interesting to see, and I'm really curious about next year. Sure. The, um, and and especially like you mentioned it is very very prevalent i think in the pacific northwest what about in places where there are no incredibly scenic adventurous backdrops like i wonder if if the trend is just completely ignored or if um something else comes along (laughs) that's fascinating yeah so So. in terms of i mean i don't really want to get into pricing per se but you know this what this inquiry that i got was for a sunday so i don't really have and it's in like a month and a half. So I, I don't really have any problems saying yes to this mm. one and um, and kind of going hourly. But um, there's a potential. This could be just one hour. And that just doesn't yeah. sit well with me that um, I don't want to necessarily just show up at their wedding for like one hour and just hang out with them. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Uh, I see. I exactly know what you're getting at, and it's it's funny. I just saw someone's post the other day, something about like I prefer to call my clients friends, sure. not clients, <laughs> or something like that. I was like, wait a second, you just called your clients clients in right. that statement, but um, I prefer friends, not clients, and and it's uh, it's a double edged mm-hmm. sword because yeah, one hour isn't enough to get to know somebody. Being photographed is a very intimate vulnerable mm-hmm. experience. So it's important, you know, who's photographing you and you have a rapport and some relationship. But I also think that it's silly and completely just misleading marketing jargon to say, Oh, you're going to be treated like a friend not a client because that is not a realistic business no. approach. Like, yeah, you want, you want to be comfortable and maybe some people would become your friends, but to have that as the intention and the goal behind every relationship in your business is not sustainable. No, and it's just not. No, and there it's. I mean, it depends on how you define friend, I suppose. But uh, that's. It just seems a little misleading, right. and, and, and I, I hate. I don't that. know. Yeah, and and I think I'm not sure if they quite understand what they're saying because 
for me, I if I do, I also I'm a very you know, I'm a pretty extroverted person. And I really I also am totally like a sap when it comes to weddings. So when I see the when my clients get married, you know, I I become emotionally invested in their relationship, and <laughs> I. Um, you know, I want to see them thrive. I want to see them um, succeed. And I also, yeah, I just general, genuinely like a lot of my clients. So, you know, I ge- and, and I've also, this is a little bit of a side note, but um, I was talking to my friend uh, Francesco, um, a, an Italian wedding photographer, who he says he friends every single client, um, client before before the wedding and um they were just friends afterwards and that's and that's kind of how it works in in italy i think um is what he was basically saying hmm. i said i don't do that at all but i do have some clients that i've friended over the years and um and i'm still you know going through and liking their baby photos or like liking the you know their yeah. adventure photos and stuff and, and i love to see that um and i would of course love the opportunity to hang out with them at any time and I think that qualifies as a friendship, but I, it's not. It's there's still, a you know, there's still somebody that I just met randomly that yeah. is a client of mine. Yeah. Um, and so to expect too much, I don't think I don't think you should do that. But no. yeah, I, I, nothing I, wrong with keeping of up. Of course, but that's going to happen in any industry and in any way of interacting with people. There's going to be some that you gravitate to and keep in touch for whatever reason. But it's not an, sure. an active friendship that you pursue and, and spend time with and actually like hang out, right. uh, you know, as much as you can. Like that's that's impossible. Uh, maybe it is sort of possible on social media, but even then, I mean, give it give it the full scope of a career like you're talking mm-hmm. thousands of people you got to keep track of here um yeah so i, I agree like emotionally it, it is able to be done and that connection can be had um on a wedding day of course and i'm very similar to you i'm not just there because i'm getting paid i'm there because i love that environment and that energy and generally those people but it's um you know uh, I mean, it's many of them, not, not always, but it's, it's just impossible uh, to, to really yeah. have a friendship. And so that's where I, what I mean about the, the marketing yeah. side of things. And, um, another photographer sat down with me in another country and he was like, yeah, I went to this other photographer's workshop and, um, it was, it was really eye opening because I realized everything I thought about that I thought I knew about this person is just pure marketing, like their actual personality and their approach to everything is, uh, oh, couldn't wow. be more different. Um, and it's just business marketing and it's like, gosh, how do you, Hmm. how do you live like that in some ways? Because like I said, being a photographer is, there is this like intimate personal connection you would think with what you're doing, but it isn't that case for all photographers. Really fascinating to hear that. Um, and I've heard that about many photographers over the years and I've also heard the opposite where people are very, very invested, but you tend to hear less about those people. I feel like in the actual rock star industry circuit uh, those people generally don't have time i suppose yeah. to like invest in putting their work out as much because they're too busy like taking care of their clients needs <laughs> maybe maybe that's what's happening right. i don't know but yeah i don't know but um what's so what's your so what do you, what's your opinion on this new yeah. potentially new trend um I think it's cool uh, as long as it stays away from too many Saturdays. I think yeah. it's 
fine. And it is a, you know, a, a, I love the portrait time of the day. That's my sure. favorite thing to show off. I don't feel like it's at all as important as other stuff. Um, but that is my kind of big banner to get people's attention and get them hooked into my looped into my work and follow me and ultimately hire me. But, um, so yeah, it's interesting. I just, I just, you know, as everyone does worry about the impact of the overall value of what we do on an hourly basis or on a, not even hourly basis, just on a conceptual basis, right? If you're there to shoot an hour, and it's Sam Hurd versus Annie Leibovitz. She's going to have a very different sure. hourly rate. But but in, in the full market of who's available, I wonder if it doesn't just drive the price yeah. down because pe- people's expectations. Are and we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this uh, here in the um, wedding photographer weather center. That is the epic <laughs> podcast. Um, yes, yes. And keeping you aware of all of the late, latest trends. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I would definitely, awesome. yeah, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Um, and I'm interested to shoot this, um, this wedding portrait thing in, in May and see how it goes. I don't know. Should be interesting. Yeah. And the more I think about it, I, I've certainly done stuff like right. this before, but it just seems like the number of inquiries has been on a noticeable gotcha. uptick. And and I wonder if, if Instagram hasn't played into it a little as I'm well. I'm certain that it ha- I, I'm I certain that it has. Um, just from everybody mm-hmm. seeing beautiful photos, I mean, think about it. You're seeing beautiful portraits mainly from people like you and me that mainly show portraits. Um, and they're saying, oh, I want that for my wedding. But then they start thinking, well, let's say they either don't have a lot of money or they just don't really care that much. They just can say, well, that's really what I want for my wedding day. So why not just get that and not worry about everything else? Yeah. Um, and that way my, sure. my awesome photo will be on Instagram getting tons of likes because my photographer is awesome and I look good and that <laughs> can kind of do it for yeah. you in terms of ego and <laughs> in terms of like what you want. I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Um, so that's just something that it is, a, that's going to be a challenge though. If it does really start to become either a thing or the norm, uh, that'll be something that we'll need to if you want to stay successful in your wedding photography business to keep abreast of and pivot. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, cool. This would be an awesome one. If people are still active at all on the, uh, the Reddit, uh, to get some feedback from other well, people in the other areas of the country. Yeah. And why not, why don't we also just take a moment to, um, plug the, uh, Facebook page as well um we do have a we do have a facebook page on there i haven't really done enough on updating it but i'm gonna go ahead and do that actually probably this week um so keep an eye on that we'll post um an episode we'll post kind of like a uh, an episode photo um and then you guys can hop in on some discussion right on there which might also make it a little bit easier for people that aren't on reddit or don't understand it or don't like it yeah yeah, i agree is is reddit still growing I feel like it's kind of peaked. I don't know. But I, I, I'm also not very active on Reddit myself. I, it's a really great utility, like an awesome tool for yes. interaction, but uh, it just seems... It's just that not everyone's on it. I just never think of it as like, oh, I should go look this up on Reddit. Right. Uh, yeah, but Reddit is should. for things that I'm like, I wonder what, you know, what this 
there's some weird stuff on Reddit, basically. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it you can just mainly steer clear of. But I don't know. It's just an interesting place where kind of anything goes almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can find information about whatever you want on there. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people that like ask questions that are, I don't know, that they would find weird to ask in any normal scenario but other people because it's anonymous can just chime in and give them their opinion i don't know yeah, okay makes sense that's cool reddit's bizarre that's cool yeah yeah i've heard a lot of good and a lot of bad but all right well it's a good good place i need to wrap it so we'll uh, nice. catch, yep. you, catch you on the flippity on the flippity floppity <laughs>